0: Gym Gym That's
1: right, man.
2: Welcome to the Gym Wits Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, aka Chef Sonic.
1: And I'm Tony Maranucci, aka Tips with Tony, a registered dietitian.
2: And we are the Gym Wits. So we got a weird setup today. Tony's, well, it's a middle of a mini <laughs> blizzard, and uh, Tony's, because of the blizzard, was able to take the day off, but can't show up in studio. So we've got her on Skype. So it might yeah. sound a little different uh, than usual. But how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How
2: was is, how is
1: your vacation? Uh, it was so beautiful. And I, you know what? I'm, happy, I'm just happy that I'm back before the snow. Like before. I'm I, I just I'm just happy I'm not stuck in the airport. That's all I have to say. Oh. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that would have been bad.
1: Yeah. It was very relaxing. It was everything I needed. Nice, nice. Some R&R. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah I need I need that. I've got few couple months before I get well, to go away.
1: We should probably do an episode about um like rest and recovery. That would be a good idea. Like mental effects. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> honestly
1: like I definitely am very guilty of treatment of when I really need rest rather than preventative of when I need rest. Yeah. Um, I think we, we, I think the three of us work really hard and probably get so excited in the hustle of things that it would be a good episode to also challenge us. Maybe we should get an expert because yeah. I, I was <laughs> so excited yeah. when um, I had some, some time to myself. I was like, what is this? Yeah.
0: <laughs> you don't even know what to do with yourself sometimes. <laughs> My-
1: be like it took me a solid forty-eight hours to really calm down, which is which is not okay.
2: <laughs> and my my problem also is that I I don't stop like I I booked my vacation for um, June and it's ten days, but I packed in so much into those ten days that it's not a vacation. It's just me running around like with like constantly like I don't have a rest day or anything so mm. it's like there's a there's like some for like this is mental block that like rest is not good and I can't sit and not you know and relax yeah, yeah. and I think I need to like fix that so yeah totally. it's like you're right it's like you not treating the symptoms but actually treating the actual um actual problem so mm-hmm. uh, so guess what tony
1: what
0: we have a new fan
1: what who
0: who and someone who is very willing to allow people to hear the podcast.
2: Okay. Why are you Ryan pointing will at me? Ryan will, <laughs> Ryan,
0: will, Ryan will will tell everyone who it is.
2: What? No, I don't, I, I don't know you of do any know. new fan.
0: You do know. We have a new fan, and she can request our podcast to be played. Or you oh. can request that she plays the podcast. Oh.
2: Uh, yeah, okay.
1: You texted <laughs> me then. Yeah, no,
2: so yeah, okay, yeah well, okay, so. Way so, to ruin the surprise, Tony. <laughs> So here's Sorry. a problem, Justin. So, <laughs> I didn't say anything. This is doubly bad, Justin, because <laughs> first of all, so so I guess you know normal house like normal inside baseball, whatever. Like we, this is the third episode we've recorded in the day. So this is the third time we've mentioned that we are available on the Amazon Echo via Alexa. Uh, so in Justin's mind and and, in Tony's mind, this is pretty new information that we, you can now ask Alexa that, you know, to, to play the gym wits and you can ask Alexa to fast forward 20 seconds or rewind 20 seconds and all that good stuff. So it's new in our minds, but in our listeners' minds, assuming you listen every episode, well, we don't know then when this episode's we, going on. Yeah, now I have to. Well, now I, can't, now I can't really do it first because I've talked about already releasing it, but then maybe I should do it first so that your whole bit about having a new fan. I don't know. You've got to think about that. But, uh, well, we but do yeah. we get new
1: listeners on the regular basis. That, that and is true. Not everyone listens to every episode, even though I would love to think that they do. Yeah, the, I know the,
2: that they don't. The, <laughs> the numbers don't lie, so we definitely don't get listeners. So anyway, um, okay, speaking of that, let's get to the meat of today's episode. Um, it is an ask. Well, speaking
0: of speaking of the meat of uh, today's episode, I have an announcement to make. Oh. Oh God, what's meat again? Yeah. Yes, but <laughs> not for the reasons that you guys might expect. What. It's really only for a month because I am going on a very special diet and I have a question for Tony. I'll start off the Ask Wait, episode so with my question for Tony. Does this explain mm. the diet that you're on? It does. You're okay. It does. So what I'm doing is I am going on a diet very close to the IBS diet. Um, mm. without giving too much information over the last Five months or so, I have suffered with stomach problems. Bloating, uh, diarrhea, sorry if it's TMI, um, frequent uh, bowel movements. Just very uncomfortable stomach issues that are debilitating. They sap your energy. They make you not want to do anything. And my solution to this was to, my God, these sirens have not stopped all yeah, day. Yeah, we're in the middle oh
1: of a blizzard. God
0: just crazy so sorry to our listeners about these crazy sirens um so yeah my solution was to really eat bland food so Mm. uh, stuff that might irritate my stomach uh dairy one of those things certain acidic foods certain fibrous foods Mm. stuff that i that is sort of common knowledge so i'm going to need some foods to sustain me i'm not going to eat much red meat because I know that that might not be best for the tummy, but I'm going to have some chicken uh, cooked in a bland way and, and sort of peel back on, on the dairy. So my question for, for Tony is, what's what is sort of the reality with, with this type of diet? Is this sort of a good approach? And what are some foods that I should really be avoiding? And what are some foods that might be helpful?
1: Okay, so were you diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome?
0: No, and I don't believe I have it. I don't believe I have IBS. I don't think I do, but I have symptoms that are similar to it. So I've had some...
1: Did you go to your? Did you go to a gastroenterologist? I
0: have a while ago. I have.
1: And what I, did they I say? Had issues. Um,
0: I had gastritis.
1: Mm. Erosive do you think gastritis. it might be up again?
0: I think I believe it is. I believe okay. it is. So yeah. So, so, then,
1: so I, well, I don't that's where I have we have to always get the depth. Oh, sorry, you cut off.
0: Uh, sorry, I said I don't, I don't, I'm pretty sure I do not have IBS, but I know that my stomach is irritated.
1: Okay, well, that's where we need to clarify before okay. I could really give you any sort of guideline. Okay. I don't think going, going, having a bland diet right now, if your stomach's feeling irritated, is definitely not going to hurt you. Okay. Um, it'll probably only make you feel better. If it is not gastritis and it is irritable bowel syndrome, then you need to follow a call. It's called a low FODMAP diet.
0: Yes, I have looked all about them.
1: Which you've heard, yeah. So that's going to be completely different than if you're treating gastritis. If you're treating gastritis, then you want to just go very bland and avoid things like um, I don't think you drink, I don't think you smoke cigarettes, but like no. cigarettes, ca- caffeinated beverages. You want to like I don't. You don't do a lot of caffeine anyway, so that's no. fine. Um, I don't drink really, and hard. then like fried foods. Mm-hmm. So once again, keep it really, really bland. Um, so yeah, so the leaner the protein, the better. As for the dairy, that just do you, are you lactose intolerant?
0: I'm not, but I find that when I eat a lot of dairy, it you know it's it, it's exacerbated my symptoms.
1: Okay, so I mean for now, I would just keep your diet pretty bland. I would probably you know I have to recommend that you go back to your doctor. Sure, sure. And just follow oh, and up. with I, will. Sure. I will. Yeah, so then we know. Um, but I will send you an email of some guidelines that you can follow that's more specific. All
2: right. Sounds good. All right, well, Justin, what's the first question? All right, so let's cue it up
0: right here. One, one thing that's funny is um, we used to get these very short questions like, oh, what should I do to get you know, my chest stronger? And now we have these these much longer questions. Actually, I really appreciate it. It means that people you know are into it, and they, they feel free with, uh, they feel more comfortable you know with really giving their you
2: know information about themselves to us. They're also tired of hearing me say, "Interesting question." Now I would need a little bit more details <laughs> about true. your situation to really answer completely. But and then yeah, well, so, you yeah. just
1: saw what Justin just asked. Like I had yeah. no idea he was going through that, and I had yeah. to ask him questions. Yeah. If if I didn't have that detail, my answer could have been completely different.
0: Alright, so let's see. Our first question comes from Liz. Comes from Liz. I'm trying to find the question here. I don't see can't it. I can't read. Oh, is this this is the Liz? I book.
1: have it. Do yeah. you want me to read it?
0: Oh, this is this is the question? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I sorry, sorry, I see it. Alright, so our first question is from Liz, and Liz writes Hi guys, I recently came across the podcast on Spotify when I was looking for some fitness motivation and I've been binging on it for the past few weeks. Well, thank you, Liz. (laughs) We love to hear that. That's great. And I'm I'm glad you're enjoying the gym wits. About a month ago, I injured my back, I'm assuming at the gym, and I had trouble walking for a few weeks and I still don't have my complete range of uh, motion and flexibility yet. I have trouble bending at the waist, I can't touch the floor when I bend over like I could before, and I feel pain when I sit on the floor with my legs straight out in front of me, but oddly enough, the pain isn't as much in my back anymore as much as in my lower right leg. It almost feels like a killer growing pain mm. and overstretch of the, uh, stretch of the muscle at all times. With that being said, I have two questions. I find myself a little afraid to push myself at the gym in fear of hurting myself again or pushing myself too hard. Do you have any suggestions for exercises to ease back into my regular workout? And she says, I miss leg day. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And, on, and the second point is, on the podcast, you guys talk about proprioception fairly often. I'm really interested in learning more about this concept and how it can improve my workouts and overall life, as I am pretty clumsy, but I haven't had much luck finding a whole lot of information on it. Do you know of any books or websites that
2: might be helpful? Cool. All right. So I'm going to answer the second second question first, only because I'm I'm not really going to answer that. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, there There are some great studies and a lot of research about proprioception. There's um, some good articles, uh, which I'll try to link to and find. Um, I have have not come across any books specifically on proprioception. There are plenty of uh, books that are fitness-related that include chapters and information on proprioception, but I haven't really... You know I can think of anything that would really give you the kind of information you want like there are some there are texts out there that are more for the you know professional that you know maybe you know really isn't useful for the layperson but um what we will do is i'm going to put um, proprioception up on the queue as far as episodes for us to work on so we'll we'll do a deep dive into proprioception um sooner than later because I think that that is something that will be will be fun, good to talk about, useful, and I think you'll we'll be able, probably be able to share more information on that. Um, and I just can't find the right resource uh, for that. So um, now onto the first question um, about the back pain. So I'm uh, going to have to kind of say this. I'm not sure what the, since I don't know what the injury is and the back, there could be a lot of potential um sources for the injury whether it's a hip flexor issue or a, you know gluteal issue or or the you know abdominal issue or low back issue is it the spine is it the muscles so there are a lot of potential sources for the problem so it's hard to say what exercises to do or not to do so i would say you know step one is you do want to see um you know doctor and pt orthopedist if it's something that persists um when it comes to getting back into your regular workout you know i think the key is once you're you know relatively pain-free is really focus on doing things you know lightweight with proper technique um with proper form and um you know, at, at a, at a moderate pace. So you're not doing anything ballistically. You're not doing anything too fast. You're not, you know, straining yourself with weights. Just really focus more on the range of motion. So you're doing full range of motion that you're doing exercises that are, you know, again, with the proper or correct technique, it might be advisable to work with a trainer. So, you know, often, um, you know, the cause of injuries in the gym are just improper form. So, you know, it might be worth it to have a trainer go over, you know, proper form for the exercises you do like. Uh, and, you know, incorporating, Again, incorporating mobility exercises, incorporating some good core exercises. We did a couple of episodes on the core and we included some good, you know, useful things that work to kind of use the core dynamically and the kind of the way it's supposed to be used for the body. It gets you thrown around a lot as a buzzword, but you know, the, you know, the, your kind of quote core is like a belt that kind of stabilizes you when you're, when you're active. And so doing exercises that kind of focus on that will help a lot with, with making sure the back is in the right position and that it's not being overused when you're doing certain exercises. So, you know, again, sorry, I can't give you the full answer because I don't know the nature of the injury, but really making sure again, proper technique, lightweight, um, full range of motion, mobility, you know, really focus on those things. And then as long as your back is okay, you can then start to reintroduce, you know, the weights that you want to introduce into that.
0: What are some cool exercises that can help with proprioception balance and things like that? I know you mentioned some of the core yeah. stuff. I found that to be really helpful. Are you, there any what, what comes
2: to mind? Anything? Yeah, you're gonna have to listen when we do proprioception. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> right. so, very cool. So we're gonna have to do a
2: whole yeah. episode on. Yeah. That. Well, you know, I'm gonna, i to put that up on the queue. I, you know, I forget. We've talked proprioception before. Obviously, I'm forgetting sure. if we did a full episode. I know I haven't done a fully like, you know, again, some episodes I do a ton of research and get as much studies as I can and really kind of make sure that that we're armed with the information. So I'm gonna make that uh, my goal for one of the, you know, the next. We have a lot of. Stuff on our plate, but the next, like, you know, researched episode on fitness stuff uh, will be hopefully will be proprioception. And, and we'll, you know, again, uh, I wish I could, uh, you know, I, I we, we will, we will be that source of information. <laughs> That's what I could say. All right. So, what's next?
0: All right. Um, next is from MJ. Oh, Tony took an, int- uh, an interest in this question. So you want to mm-hmm. read this
1: one, Tone? No, we'll, we'll, oh, no.
2: we'll no, read, read MJ's question.
1: MJ, MJ's not a question. M- yeah. MJ was just very nice and said that this isn't exactly oh, a question, right. but I would like to tell you all that I just recently discovered your podcast on Spotify and I've been listening regularly ever since. I love it with exclamation points. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, MJ. R-
1: thank really you. appreciate that. Yeah, emails like that make our day.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so.
0: Especially with this blizzard out, you know, yeah. the more good news... Better so that really is a, a sweet so, so day. So more
2: inside baseball is that for the next three weeks, people will hear us talking about blizzards as if we live like in oh, yeah, Antarctica. Yeah, exactly. But it's <laughs> all since it was all the same day. We just <laughs> keep talking about a blizzard. Of course, I'm going to edit <laughs> out. All the no, lines don't where edit Ryan anything. Says out. it's the same day to no, make it seem. No, like no, bad. don't do that. Okay, don't do anything, okay, okay. Actually, that would be kind of funny if you do. Oh, sorry. That would be kind of funny if you do. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. So uh, all right. So I think Chloe's question was the one that Tony took an interest in.
1: All right. So. So hi, Tony. My name is Chloe and I'm from Australia. I heard you on the Jim Wits podcast, but I'm now following your own channel. I'm really enjoying your content. I have a question in regards to some sports specific advice. Happy for you to reply directly to you or to use this topic or question on either of the podcasts. I play football, soccer, semi-professionally, and I find it hard to find consistent information in relation to meal prep or game day, food, etc. Everyone on the squad does different things and it becomes blurred when everyone has their input and it's hard to compare yourself to other individuals when we all have different goals, body shapes, and positions on the field. I am a winger and need speed, agility, and strength. I currently weigh 62 kilograms. However, I would like to lose weight or fat in some areas to make me lighter on the field. However, I am not sure the best way to do this, given we train at a high intensity for one and a half hours, three to four times a week during preseason, and we'll have so. And was like a month or so ago that she wrote this. I had a body scan done and can see a small amount of weight on my stomach, back, and upper legs. I've been wearing a heart monitor and calories burned at training vary between 600 to 1,000 depending on the schedule. I wanna make sure I am eating enough food to recover my muscles. However, I still wanna lose some weight or convert fat into muscle. Do you have some general advice? I will always have one to two days in the week, which soccer will not fall on, so can do something different on those days. I do like to try and fit in an upper body workout, Pilates, or swim on those days, though, but uh, but I'm totally open to your suggestions for food or routine. I currently have a pretty healthy diet and lifestyle and love to cook, so can work around most things. I'm not allergic to any foods and eat meat. I just like to avoid garlic and onion because it doesn't sit with me well. Let me know if you need any more details. Thanks so much, Chloe. So this question, uh, I actually responded back to Chloe because I needed to know her height. She had told me her weight. is a very, very detailed. She followed up by giving me her height, which then allowed me to determine if she was at a place in her body weight to, to lose weight because she said she wanted to lose weight or convert fat into muscle. She's at a healthy weight for her height. And she also sent me a further detail of the body scan itself. And it showed me the body fat percentage, her total. I don't have it with me at this moment, but it was all within a healthy range. however, so, yeah, you have a question So, so Tony, how
0: tall was she? because uh, uh, sixty two <laughs> kilograms is a, I think approximately hundred almost hundred thirty pounds 128 pounds something along those
1: lines. Yeah, and so I don't remember Do you her remember height, but if it was but it, well, if it was healthy, then she was probably like five five. okay. Um guess I oh, 130. Yeah, probably around there. Okay. Or 57 even.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, it's hard. I don't have it with me. But um either way she was at a healthy weight for her height. Her body fat was was healthy. However, for an athlete, it, she could have gone leaner. Now, um Ryan, I'm sure you can speak to this. There's really no such thing as spot training. So yeah. even though she had certain areas that carried more body fat than others, you know, she could probably do certain exercises. I'll let you talk to that being, you know, she's a soccer player. So maybe you can talk more about that. Um, but as for diet, you know, it's really important, especially now she's at the point where she's in season, even though when I responded to her, then, you know, it's important to use food as fuel. And then she would probably, she probably wouldn't have to work too hard to really get that, um, to lose that weight and gain more muscle because if she's really using food as fuel and not allowing for that added, maybe like an added cookie or cupcake or the things that really aren't really part of the part of the diet, then she's likely naturally going to lose weight because she's working at it such a high intensity so many days a week. So I actually with her and her, um, uh, like a pre-workout guidelines during workout and post-workout. So that way she's really using fuel, using food as fuel around the time of her exercise. And then I just encouraged her to when she's not like after her, like, you know, make sure she has something one to two hours before her exercise, then 30 minutes before, it's after that one to two, one to two after that. And then the hours in which she's not exercising to just keep it healthy and just follow general healthy guidelines. Um, it's really hard to, you know, if I I could have probably followed up and asked for like a food diary and got a food diary recall from her and see what she's typically eating on a regular basis and then modified it that way. Um, but just for like a kind of quick overview, it's really not much different than when we've talked about in like the nutrition for endurance episodes, you know, using carbs and protein, she might want to you know she needs the carbohydrates, but she might want to have it around her exercise regimen, um, and then make sure she's getting enough protein throughout the day, um, and then just making sure that her fats are lean and not she's not overdoing it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so, no, Ryan, it's an, it's an interesting question now on the on the on the fitness side of things. She's already athletic, and yeah. right? she plays a ton of soccer, so she's running a lot. What can you give to someone? To help blue if they're looking to lose weight, when they're already doing An yeah. exercise of that nature.
2: I mean, you you have some. So from the fitness perspective, there's somewhat conflicting goals because mm-hmm. you have a, you know, as a you know semi pro athlete, obviously she, you know, she's taking the sport seriously. So and and performance becomes the key. So from my perspective but but then if if weight loss is also a goal you you potentially run into an issue where there's a conflict because she might need the fuel like the fuel might be the most important thing um and so if the fuel is more important then you almost especially in a sport like this where you don't have like weight doesn't matter if you can perform you can be 600 pounds and if you're performing at a high level it doesn't matter um so if if the if by being at a caloric deficit you know, that causes a diminished performance, it then it's it counters, you know, the the you know, then the diet for the weight loss is gonna counter the diet for the performance. So, you know, I think that in this case you kinda have to pick what's most important, I would think, you know, and, yeah. and, and run with it. Cause I think that if it, I just, I think when it comes to, again, performance, I think it's really, you, 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 eat and do what you can to, to perform at a high level. And, um, especially when you're, when you're working out that much and training that hard, um, it, you know, the priority is again, how you're going to you know, be on the field.
1: Yeah. I think her, I think when her question was lose weight or convert, Fat into muscle. I think the fat into muscle would be a better approach. Yeah, because you you really she she needs the food as fuel. So it might just be a matter of like portions and timing of meals and making sure she's having carbs for fuel and protein for recovery and you know all those things that matter with nutrition. um But I wouldn't really recommend a caloric deficit. Yeah,
2: and then and yeah, then that's just I, I I think. Something that'll take more time. So it's like, you know, if you're, right. if you wanted to, like, let's say I want to be, if I'm 120 pounds and 30% body fat and I want to be 120 pounds and, you know, 25% body fat, you know, the, the fastest way to do it is cut some weight, you know, and then put on some muscle, theoretically, right? But um, if you're looking to do that without, the cut weight cutting part, it just takes a little bit. It's a longer process than than doing it, you know, trying to cut cut your weight and then build back build it back well, up with the muscle. As we
0: know, you can't convert. Fat well, you can
2: exactly. No, that's why I'm saying, muscle. like so you took, well, yeah. Right. So you so know, to do, do the, the math, you've got to lose it and then build, you know, or do it yeah. concurrently. So, but it doesn't. N- but it just now, takes which longer. Makes
0: an interesting question: um, Would she be able to add uh, add muscle, add lean muscle? while during the soccer season considering she's doing you know so much running and performance in that sport is it possible to add or if don't athletes generally try to add muscle or shape up the way
2: they want to during the off season typically yeah i mean you know during the season you're again the goal is performance so yeah if you're you know it's a little bit it's hard to work on kind of physical your physical characteristics during the season. Cause the goal is performing and maintenance and injury prevention and, you know, rehabilitation and prehabilitation. So there, you have all these focuses that really are geared towards what you do on the field. So it, you know, it's a little bit, you know, it's more, that's an off season thing to really focus I mean, on.
1: She it. did ask the question, but when she was off season.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So then yeah, off season, absolutely. Then that, that, you know, there is that time period. So like, again, it, you know, if, 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 and again, like, it's tricky because we're mixing nutrition and exercise. So from the, you know, from a periodization standpoint, um, what I would say is once, right in the beginning of the off season, if, you know, then you might be in a period of, you know, a situation where you can focus really on more intense, heavier weight training, um, to try to, um, elicit like a, a, a muscle building response in, in addition to the diet to kind of focus on the muscle building early on, knowing that as you get closer and closer to the season, that starts to taper off and then you need to be more, it needs to be more sport specific. So it might be a goal to like work on some muscle building, and, may in, you know, early on in the off season and then start to work on maybe more weight, a little bit more weight loss as you get closer. And then you start focusing again more on skill building and conditioning, et cetera, et cetera. until you get to the season where, again, the focus is performance.
0: Hmm. All right. Good stuff. All right. So our next question comes from Carolina. And Carolina says, hey, guys, great show. My name is Carolina. I listen to your podcast on Spotify. I have a question for you. But first, some facts about me. I am 35 years old, female, 160 centimeters tall, which I think is about 5'2", five, 5'2 two, five, two My weight is between 46 to 48 kilograms, which um, probably is around 100 pounds, right? So mm-hmm. about 100 pounds. I really want to gain two or three Uh, Kilograms I am athletic But really small In size I am flexible Uh, I am a flexible dieter My macros are 246 carbs 101 protein And 51 carbs I stick to them Pretty religiously My activity level Is pretty high I work as a a Cleaner Work from 6am Till 4pm And as a Zumba instructor Wow Yeah um, 55 minute classes Two to three times a week And on top of that I go to the gym and do my full body workout on the machines. Should I increase my macros or reduce my activity level? What exercises would be the best for me to build more muscles and get bigger and get a bigger size? Greetings from Copenhagen,
2: Denmark. Hey, somewhere I haven't been.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? You can go first. Um, so I'll let Ryan talk about the exercise, but I I would say if you're going to continue exercising at this intensity and for this long, and you're trying to gain weight, and two to three kilograms is about five to seven pounds or so, or eight pounds. Um, I would, she was basically saying she sticks to her her macros religiously, which is a good thing. But at the same time, if you're trying to gain weight and you're someone who's naturally small. I wouldn't be so religious about it. I would allow yourself to increase your carbs, your protein, your fats, and oh, she put carbs twice. Okay, um, I would. I would definitely increase that until you see some weight gain, and then you could always taper back to that original, um, the original macros that you were following until you get to the goal. It's going to be uncomfortable, but I would. I would definitely. I wouldn't worry so much about. I mean, I want you to still have balance, but just double up on portions until you can get to the to the goal weight, and then once you're there, reassess if you're not going to cut back on the exercise.
2: Yeah, I think from the yeah from my perspective, yeah, obviously the you, it's for women it's generally, especially for a woman that has a hard time building, it's generally gonna be you know it's it's a lot more work um, to put on muscle so that means that you know the intake of calories needs to be you know yeah. high and and consistent i've just seen mm-hmm. from experience that you know you can miss a couple days and it's hard to put back on it's almost it's like the hardest to work with is almost is always like someone who wants to put on weight but has a hard time with it cuz it just takes one bad day and you literally and have things to up.
1: yeah i mean i've worked with people who've who've, who've tried this before and it's uncomfortable and I don't think that's probably another episode we could do because I think a lot of times a lot of different like podcasts or just or just be healthy eating in general usually is like the mindset is oh people want to lose weight but there's plenty of people out there that are trying to gain weight and having extreme difficulty with it and working with those clients I know that it's uncomfortable for them, but they have to pay attention to their food and they have to be doubling up and they have to be eating consistently and like loading up their calories on a regular basis. And it they have to try usually harder than they even think they do. Yeah. So that's why I wouldn't follow. That's why she was saying she's like following them religiously. I would like just like have a party for a while, like, (laughs) you know, and, it, you know and just see what happens there.
2: Yeah, and from a weight training standpoint, so you know, there are a couple, you know, obviously kind of compound movements are going to be better. So things that require multiple joints and that allow you to 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 move heavier weights will be important. Um it's really lifting heavy weights is going to be a, a big thing if you're if you're trying to put on muscle. So you want to be you know, typically in a you know, 8 to 12 rep range where those repetitions when you're getting to eight your 8th, ninth, 10th reps it's really hard and maybe you can't do another rep or two. So you've gotta be lifting heavy. Um, you know, high volume of work is gonna be important. So you, you're not, you, know, you don't wanna be in and out of the gym uh, you know, in 10 minutes Like you got to be there a long time Doing a lot of exercises High volume of work um, Heavy weights It's got to be progressive So that your weights are regularly increasing So that, you know, you're not stagnant um, So that's another really important thing Is that you don't, you know If you're doing whatever Let's say you're doing a bench press Or a machine press You know, you don't want to be at the same weight every week Week to week You should be Something should be getting better Whether you're doing a couple more reps um, Or you're doing heavier weight um, the, your actual training needs to be progressive needs to be, you know, heavy in general. Um, when, you know, what I've always found men or women that want to build, but especially for women, um, it's just harder to put on that kind of muscle. So you've got to be really consistent with your training. I would say, you know, four to five days a week of, of heavy weight training, um, in addition to keeping your calories up. And again, the weights have to be progressive. You got to be lifting heavy, um, a lot of compound movements. Um, and, uh, you know, over time that should help, but it's like the biggest, th- and that's why i think for me where training to build you know is so challenging is that you you know one or two missed days can really set you back a lot so i think that you know real key here is just the consistency in your training has to be there um in order and, and if you do it you'll see the results but it just it takes a lot of work and a lot of time and um focus in order to do it
1: should she do you think she should back like slow down on her cardio days um you know it I like would if she teaches if she's teaching Zumba like yeah. she probably doesn't have to go full force
2: Yeah no that's a good that's a very good point I would say you know it, every little bit helps it's kind of like when someone's dieting and they want to lose weight like every little area where you can cut calories helps and mm-hmm. in this case like every little area where you can cut in, you know expending car- calories may may count as well so I you know I would say the focus really should be weight training and yeah maybe cut out a little bit maybe cut the Zumba um, and see how that, or not, I'm sorry, not cut the zoom But cut the cardio, um, especially considering the activity level is pretty high. So, you know, again, it just every little bit will kind of help to, to add up. Um, you know, it, it shouldn't, you know, if the cardio is like, I would say if you're going to do cardio, do your weights before you do your cardio. Um, but, as long as you're not doing so much cardio that you, you, have the, you don't have energy for the weights, it shouldn't preclude building muscles, it, but it, you know, it may make more sense to put more effort into the weight training. And so that hour that you – you know, whatever time or energy you put into cardio could be better served put into the weight training right now.
1: It's yeah, it's hard because she actually it's she's saying that she does a full body workout on the machine. So I don't even think she's but the thing is she's a Zumba instructor and she teaches two to three times a week. So that's like hard. I would tell her to to slow down as an instructor. But it's also like it's really hard to give that advice. I also just became certified in Zumba, by the way, but I'm not teaching. (laughs) But I have taught group classes before dead or dance related. And Bringing that intensity and that energy is what gets the room moving. So, yeah. even though, like, sorry, because it's a good advice for her, but it's like almost, I almost wonder if she can't even do it. Yeah. Like, how do you cut back on your cardio?
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's tough. It's because it's work. So, I would just say, like, the, yeah. you're just going to have to keep. You know, and her
1: job is cleaning. Yeah. So that's where the nutrition, I think, is going to be really. Yeah. And the strength training, like you were saying, the yeah. progressive yeah. strength
2: Eat and lift heavy. Yep. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> have
0: fun. All right, so our next question comes from Josh, and Josh writes, I have been listening to the Gym Wits podcast for a few months, and I've learned quite a bit of information that I've been able to apply to both my time in the gym as well as my everyday life. Well, thank you for writing in, Josh. A little background about myself. I have been lifting since high school, about eight years now, and the extent of my knowledge has been uh, about increasing uh, my weights and bulking. I started lifting because I, uh, of my want to play football throughout my high school career and have always had a bit of a gut. And he says his weight was from 190 to 240 in high school. Throughout college, I applied my football weight training and My weight increased from 240 pounds to 285 pounds by the end of my college career. My diet is mostly healthy, eating a few sweets and a lot of vegetables and lean meats like chicken and turkey. I do not want to push my lifts much higher, and I am comfortable with where I am at with weights and my lifting. What changes would you recommend for my workouts to cut the stubborn fat that has plagued me all my life without drastic re- drastically reducing my lifts.
2: Ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean that's that's the 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 magic I guess magic question if anyone can solve that and be a millionaire. Um you know it's it's a challenge cuz like you know as we talked about earlier you, you can't spot reduce. Um there You know, it just might be that you're going to have to do, you know, you may need to cut some of your weight. And then as you cut some of your weight, uh, you just kind of have to hope that you lose the fat in the areas that you want to lose the fat, but it's, you know, to, to specifically target areas, you know, as, as Tony, I'm sure can attest to, and will explain, um, you can't do that. So it's gotta be, you know, you, you may, it just may be that you have to cut some weight and by cutting weight, uh, you lose in the areas that you want to, uh, I, you know, You can maintain a lot of your strength even when you're, when you're cut, losing some weight, especially if it's done incrementally. So as long as you're consistent with your lifting, I, I don't think you'll have to drastically reduce your lifts or reduce the amount. And you can probably still even, you know, add strength if you're not going on a severe diet so i wouldn't worry too much about reducing that it's just that you know the amount that you take in may need to be you know reduced in order for you to cut some of the weight but again since you can't spot reduce uh you know there's not much you can do to target those areas with without you know targeting the weight and seeing that number go down a little bit
0: you're definitely going to target the if you're going to lose weight, you you, you, know, you can't spot reduce. So, you're going to have to be at a caloric deficit, right? There's there's no way right. around that. Now, right. as far as exercises are concerned, Ryan, would you recommend doing more sprinting and in higher intervals as opposed to long bouts of cardio because we've read studies that say that sprinting is almost more like Powerlifting, almost more like weightlifting than than long distance running, is so. Perhaps by doing the um, sprint and those types of high intensity intervals, might help or help at least maintain some of that lifting composition is there any I mean, is there any truth to that
2: well i never recommended that the per- that he do any cardio i you didn't know, recommend I mean, cardio at all cardio so in
0: general, so but you know yeah. he's wondering he's he's wondering what changes you make to the workouts so he wants to know what he oh, do can do workouts okay i see yeah
2: um i mean the, there's not the, again if it's weight loss even, even the extra, you'd have to do a ton extra cardio for it to make much of a difference, sure. um, r- versus really the diet being the area. Now, yeah. um, yes, yeah, sprints can help, but. Uh, it's still you still come to the same problem of it's got to cut weight. So whether the weight cutting comes from diet or it comes from exercise, the one thing I'll say, and then I'll, I'll, I'll I want to hear what Tony has to say about this is, um, you know, higher inten- high, like high intensity interval training is a good method of working out, and and it has been shown um in some studies to kind of mobilize um, fat a little bit better than, than traditional cardio, but I think it's, it's such a small level that I don't know that it makes that huge of a difference, whether you're doing, you know, that versus doing a traditional cardio, um, workout, but, you know, like, you know, I, I, think from what I'm, what I, what I'm getting, what I'm getting from this is that he, he doesn't want to cut the lifts too much. So I think that, you know, to target that, that fat is going to be more of a diet thing than it is going to be an exercise thing. I think the sprints and the, you know, cause, and, and even more to your point, uh, if, if he wanted to target the fat through cardio, it would be long distance, long duration cardio. Cause okay. the sprints are great and they're great for your heart and they're good for your conditioning and fitness level, but it's still minimal as far as the total calories are burned. Mm-hmm. Where doing a longer, you know, if he does an hour run or an hour and a half run, that's going to burn way more calories than if he does like a, you know, a bout of, of Tabata. So. You know, yeah, that's why I think the diet is the key. So, sorry, Tony, I've been wanting to get to you. No,
1: yeah. I, no that's fine. I mean, but he, yeah, he, I mean, he's asking like different workouts, but I, I hate to, to break it to him, um, Joshua, I hate to break it to you, but chances are, like Ryan was saying, it's probably more nutrition related. And although you do eat a healthy diet, unfortunately, eating healthy doesn't result in weight loss. Um, eating healthy results in good health, and that's wonderful. But it doesn't result in weight loss because a lot of times it has to do with portions, timing of meals, um, pre and post workout meals. So I don't know, you know, if you're also incorporating healthy fats and when you're having your protein and you know you're having lots of vegetables, but are you having the starchy vegetables around your meal times to help you fuel your workouts? Are you hydra- hydrating properly? Are you eating too much? Um, you know, I, there's a lot of things that are kind of unknown, but I I feel like it sounds like you have a good basis of healthy eating. So to lose body fat and to lose weight, then it's all a matter of portioning those meals and timing them appropriately. So if you want to follow up with a second email, I'd be happy to address it. Um, if you want to give us a little bit greater detail of what you eat on a daily basis.
0: Cool. Would it would it be helpful to have something like a uh, find out body fat percentage? Sure, do a test yeah, like that. That? Could, that
2: could help absolutely. I think we have a cool we'll have a question about something dealing with body fat uh, coming up. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's it. It's unfortunately a lot of it is just you just gotta you gotta you know. It's There's a lot so of many factors. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, also, he could be eating great and exercising, but he might not be sleeping.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it could also just be body type. Like, you know, there are sure. you know, lots of guys are really big, but just that there's just a little bit of fat and it's hard. I mean, you know, the perception is a big thing too. You know, we see the ideal body in you know, the media has like a ripped six pack and, and, uh, you know, and, you know, no body fat. And that's just not realistic and not healthy and not it's ideal. It's actually not even healthy. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: That's another thing too that I think, um, a lot of people don't recognize is to see your abs, you're actually it's not recommended to be have that low fat of body fat percentage for long term. Yeah. It's not like it's unhealthy for short term but it's also not healthy for long term. yeah which is completely where it's so our society makes us think completely differently. Yeah. Um, and that's why I was saying telling him that's great that he eat he-, it's, he eats healthy he probably then is healthy but aesthetically if you want results, there's a lot more to it. Yeah. Than just eating healthy. Yeah.
0: All right. Cool. All right. So our next question comes from Josh, all the way in Manila. So, uh, thanks for writing in, Josh. Joshua.
2: We had Australia, Manila, um, Copenhagen. So yeah, that's international awesome. Love it.
0: Love it. Following. Awesome. So, uh, Joshua says, "Greetings from Manila. I recently joined this gym chain." which I think you are familiar with. It's called Anytime Fitness, and I have a few queries about this new journey of mine that I wanted to share with you guys. One, the gym is 24 hours open. I'm pretty used to going to the gym before I go to work. I'm on mid-shift, so I go to the gym around 10 in the morning and head straight to work around 12 noon since my shift starts at 2 p.m., and travel time usually takes one to two hours. (laughs) It's a pretty hefty commute. More power to, to you, Joshua, for being able to do that. I was going to ask about if I were to miss a session in the morning of my daily workout, would it be advisable for me to hit the gym after my shift, which is usually around 12 midnight or 1 in the morning? Should I adjust my workout the following morning as well? I'm worried that it might cause me to change all of my workouts for the entire week or make me miss the following morning's workout. And the second point, I recently got assessed by the local trainer in my in my home gym, and she made me take the in-body machine exam. I took note of all the details in there, but I'm not sure if I can interpret all of them with a much deeper analysis. She was able to give me a basic description of the stuff in the exam, but I'm working my way to analyzing how the data in it can help me personally during my workout and in my diet. Maybe you can share stuff in the podcast about the re- uh, about the results and what they mean. That would be great. Thanks a lot. More power to the gym, With regards Josh. Once again, Josh, thank you for writing in.
2: All right, so let's see. Uh, so to get to the first question about, well, I'm not sure the first question, but um, regarding the uh, timing of your workout. So it's perfectly fine to work out, you know, do the workout at midnight and then do the next workout in the following morning. My only, only I would say is just make sure you get a good night of sleep, you know, so, and then consider how, um, the evening workout makes you feel like I know some people who when they work out in the evening or you know in you know, your case even the late evening you know early morning uh, it, it's really hard to go to sleep right after and I know some people who it's it's easy for them to fall asleep so you know there are lots of different studies about claiming you know what time is the best time of day to work out and really that none of that matters it's what's best for you mm-hmm. so my only thing about that is just make sure it's a time that you know it doesn't affect you personally it doesn't make you make it hard for you to go to sleep um and then yeah like i said you know if you work out at 12 you get home you get a good night of sleep and you you get to the gym the next day and you feel good it's perfectly fine i would probably not do a sec like back-to-back bouts of heavy weight training like i probably would say do like a cardio workout at night and do a strength workout in the morning Um, since you're not used to the late workouts maybe do something a little bit less intense so if you have back-to-back days um maybe pick the let the less intense workout to do in the midnight time when you're you're not used to working out at that time so that's ma- the main thing is just you know really trust your body and and try to go with how you feel i would say if you're going to skip one or the other skip the midnight workout because you're not used to it and stick with the earlier workout so I, you know that's the first thing um let's see should you adjust the, yeah, like I said, adjusting the workout, I would just adjust it so that you're not doing the same type of workout back to back. Uh, you know, you do want a bit of time to recover. And so that eight hour sleep time may or may not be enough, um, especially as, you know, it doesn't sound like, you know, if you are like a high level athlete, that's a little bit different. I'd maybe give a little bit different answer. But for somebody who's you're know, trying to get in shape um, or stay in shape, you know, I would just try not to mix types of workouts um, if you can. Um so the in body workout I'm I'm, I'm the in body assessment tool, I'm not st- two from I know it's like a it uses kind of bioelectrical impedance um, and there are a number of different machines that do it uh, that you know it, it, basically the way it works um, you know to give the, the very simple answer is that you know, muscle retains more fat or more sorry muscle retains more water than fat sends an, so it sends an electrical impulse from one side to the next whether it's the feet or the hands and it kind of based on the amount of time it takes it uses that the algorithms based on that and your weight and other stuff to give you an estimate of your body fat um, with any body fat measurement uh that isn't the one that you know sticks you underwater um there's some variance so you don't necessarily want to judge your you know you don't want to look at it and say that's my actual body fat but you want to compare that to the results you get later so whether it's somebody sticking you with calipers or whether you're doing the bioelectrical impedance um which usually in a gym is a machine i think the body you stand on but i could be wrong but all the same idea is don't don't look at the number so much as look at the difference between when you take it now and when you take it, you know, a few months from now, um, as far as analyzing, you know, the data, it's really easy. And this is something also Tony can speak to. It's really easy to get bogged down in it. Cause it'll give you your, you know, it'll give you your, your lean body weight. It'll give you the fat weight. Then it'll break down. Um, you know, a lot of them will break down the, you know, the calorie, your basal metabolic rate, and it'll give you all these numbers to, to mess with, you know, uh, it really depends on what your goal is. So if your goal is to put on muscle, then you might want to look at like the lean body weight is going to be an important thing for you because that number should be going up. If you want to build muscle, then you really want to focus on that number, um, increasing. So I wouldn't be bogged too much down in all the data, but I would be bogged down. in you know, is that lean body weight going up? Cause if you put on 10 pounds, but it's 10 pounds of fat, you know, then you're not accomplishing your goal of building size. Mm -hmm. Um, similarly, if you want to lose weight, then you want to look at the fat weight. Um, and also look, I would say, uh, you know, look at your body fat percentage as well as the fat weight. Cause it's really easy to lose a lot of weight, but if you lose it too fast, you might, your body fat percentage may not go down all that much. And so then again, just like building, you may lose weight, but you're still, you haven't lost, you've lost more healthy weight than fat weight. So. Um, if your goal is to lose weight, you, you might want to pay attention to the percentage and the fat weight, um, and see, you know try to see you know see where that's going. Um, again, if you're looking at your calorie information, you may want to look at the basal metabolic rate. Um, that will help you get an idea of um, your you know the an idea of you know how many calories you need, and then whether you need to be in a deficit or or not. Um, and then, you know, Tony, what do you, what are your thoughts on this?
1: I completely agree. It sounds like he's just starting to. It's, it sounds like he just joined the gym. He's just getting adjusted to this new lifestyle. I would use them as guidelines and as trackers, but do not take them to heart. So don't get, you know, caught up in, in, oh no, I'm at this body fat. I want to be at this body fat and therefore maybe I should just give up or, you know, like, or with your diet, if you think you're not eating the proper amount of calories, like if you're just starting with a program, you want to use those as a tool for measurement and as a way to see if you're headed in the right direction. So that's really, that's probably all I would say to that. As for the exercise, I do want to just say something because I completely agree with you, Ryan, at the end of the day, it has to be what works best for you and your schedule. And with this guy, he mentioned that if he you know, misses his morning and he d- goes at night, is that fine? And I would agree with you. I think everything you said is correct. I personally just want to m- mention how when I procrastinate to do it at night, I don't get it done. So what I want him to just be cautious about Yep, is, yep.
0: Jack Reacher is, episode, <laughs> we talk is, a- is, yeah, about that. Yeah, it's
1: just don't depend on that because yeah. then what happens is in the morning, you tell yourself, oh, I'll just go at night at midnight and then you're like, oh, I'm too tired or whatever yeah, it is. Something will come up. Yeah, just a yep. jo- like, you know, totally like see how you do. Some people do w- love working out at night time at midnight and it works for them and they can fall asleep after. And that's awesome. Um, and like Ryan was saying, it really is what's best for you and your lifestyle and what you can commit to and you're going to be consistent with. I just wouldn't use it as like now. Oh, you can fall back to that. Um yeah. Just from experience, someone who's been trying. F- I finally found the regimen that works for me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's been yeah. years, but yeah. So.
0: From from my experience, going to the gym late, and there was a time where I was going at 1 a.m. That was probably the latest I ever went. It sort of felt good. I didn't feel quite as energized, although I definitely got a good workout. It was a time when I was going to the gym a lot. Generally, in a similar time, in the afternoon, around 12 or 1, I was going, Um And I felt going at night, I felt good, but it felt a little weird, right? Like some, you know, I had trouble sleeping, things were a little different, and and then I eventually adjusted. But I think a lot of people will notice a little something odd if you just radically start working out, especially at a time when your body is supposed to be winding down. So once again, some people can do it, or some people really love working out late at night. There's a psychological uh, benefit to it, to it as well, and that sort of the, the rest of the world is is winding down and getting to sleep, and you're in your own world and you're doing it. So, Probably, a lot of people I find see. that very <laughs> yeah, not many people there. So, there, there's no something one's on your way <laughs> <right. laughs> exactly. There's something really cool about having the gym to yourself and just about doing it at that time, especially if you're a night owl, uh, which I certainly am, and certainly was even more so during that time. But it, I did feel a little weird. so... Maybe be prepared to feel a little odd the first few times. And also, Tony, um, if you're working out that late, uh, what what might he think about as far as a post workout meal? Like, he probably doesn't want to yeah. stuff himself at two in the morning.
1: Yeah, but he also does want to eat. So, but you got to eat at you, the same time. Yeah, so you still want to have something you don't want to skip. But, um, you know, smoothie a smoothie might be good, but making sure that it's a smoothie that has both carbs and protein. And maybe a little bit of a healthy fat, so that way you feel full, you feel satisfied, but it's easily digested um, and it's nutritious in this, at the same time. Or just be mindful that all right, you just have to have you know a certain amount of carbs, certain amount of protein, uh, maybe a little bit of veggies or whatever, and then but just keep it small because you're going to bed. So it's just to, it's just to recover, and then you're going to sleep. So all right,
0: so uh, Ryan, do we have any more questions that are hidden? Nope, that's it. Well, I think thank we're good you for to today. everyone for writing in. That was great stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, well, as usual, keep your questions coming in. Um, whenever we post uh, an Ask the Trainer episode, we get a nice influx of questions. So hopefully we get some more. Uh, we always enjoy answering. If we answered your question and you have follow ups for us, um, you're more than happy to take the follow ups. We love, uh, the engagement. Um, so, uh, as well, again, if you haven't done so yet, uh, go to the gymwits and fill out a survey. It helps us out a lot. Um, all of our stuff is on the thejimwits.com. Don't forget to listen to and subscribe to the Tips with Tony podcast if you oh, haven't done so yet.
1: Yeah. you. Um, shout out.
2: And I think that is it. Yep. So I'm um, Ryan George.
0: I'm Justin Guild, aka Chef Sonic, reminding you that truth does not sell.
1: And I'm Tony Marinucci, aka Tipsy Tony, a registered dietitian.
2: And we are the Gimlets. Jim